we're back with uh, our man Sam. How are you, me old mate? How's everything going? Very good, thank you. Thanks for having me on again. It's a pleasure to be back. Um, yeah, no, everything's good in, in my world. I'm coming back from injury and I'm, I'm not far away, so uh, happy days for me. Good to hear because there's stacks, great to hear, mate. Yeah, stacks to talk about. How are you, Mr. Smitty, there as well in his car? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, mate. For you? I'm going well. Um, let's bang into it because we've got heaps to discuss. It's been a little while since we caught up with Sam. So I guess well, I'll, I'll start and then, and then Smitty, you want to go with your first one. But for me, yeah. I guess the big question is obviously last year we spoke to you like midway through the COVID situation. How did that pan out for you generally? Like how, how, what were your opinions of the hub? Like we haven't really spoken to you about that whole side of it yet because that hadn't really eventuated as much yet. What, what was your experience? Yeah, well, in the hub, it was um, it was very different. It was a strange thing. Obviously, I, I sort of I was very grateful to be in there, considering how tough it would have been in Victoria and yeah. how how just brutal the conditions were back here, and a lot of people were doing it really tough. So I, we were in a very um, a very lucky situation, I guess, to go up to the sunny coast and be in that environment. But I mean, it was obviously had its challenges. Um, I, I had to leave my partner back home and my family and friends, but, um, yeah, it was good. Like, well, I was very lucky. I was able to play a lot of the season as well. Um, cause it would have been pretty difficult not being able to play any footy. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, I was, it was a very different and, and challenging time, but, um, also enjoyable. Like we got to connect with, with a lot of the players and build a lot of relationships that you probably wouldn't have had the chance to cause of the separation down here. So that, it took a lot of good out of it as, um, as challenging as it was. Yeah, because it must have been a really like interesting way to get to know the group because obviously you guys go home at night, whereas it's a, such a more you know tight-knitted affair. Do you think now, I mean, I know it's early days and you, you're not playing as yet, but do you feel like it's had a, a really positive impact on the team? Because to me, I think Melbourne definitely looked better. I think you guys looked a little bit gassed towards the back end of last year. I think that's a fair um, opinion. It sucked as well that you got kind of wrapped into that Essendon scenario as well with the, the player testing positive and then not positive and then you had to bank that game later in the year with such a short break like and you finished actually quite well you won the last two games it actually looked quite good but to me already even with two games I think Melbourne looked really good and the key things for me is the communication on the ground just seems to be a lot better the connections a lot better because that was always a big issue for you guys that the connection between the mids and the offensive connections just look a lot more positive. Do you think that's in part because of, you know, the closeness that you guys developed? Yeah, I think so. We we took a lot out of last year as we obviously didn't get where we wanted to go in the end. Like yeah. missing finals was obviously really disappointing. But I feel like there was there was a lot of stuff we took out of it in a positive way. And I think um, yeah, we spent so much time together, so it was a chance to really build connection as a group and. Yeah, as you said, we won our last two games, so I know it was a disappointing result for us in the whole grand scheme of things, but I think we ended on a pretty positive note and it sort of flowed into our pre-season and yeah. Goody's, um, Goody was big on having a positive energy this pre-season and uh, an aggressive mindset, so I feel like we've shifted in a really positive way, especially the results of our first two games this year and um I'm, I'm really confident we can keep that going. It's, it's uh, yeah, I'm very jealous I'm not out there because it looks like a lot of fun and they're, they're playing some good footy. So, 
yeah, I'm, I'm very eager to get back in that and, and enjoy it like they are at the moment. Well, the thing you people forget too with Melbourne, sorry, Smith, I'll let you go in two secs. The thing people forget, just to, I guess to remind the audience too, in round one, that ridiculous draw with Richmond and Collingwood, if that doesn't happen and Richmond scrape over, you guys make finals because Collingwood are only ahead by the two points and you're very close in percentage. So this is the thing, like swings and roundabouts, it's a tiny, you know, a, a bit of wind and it completely changes the scenario. And I think with the break, Melbourne were kind of coming in with a bit of a wet sail towards the end. With a little bit of a break, you might have, you know, made a bit of damage in the finals. But, no, it's great to see so far. Um, I think we've really enjoyed talking about about the team so far. What about you, Smitty? What are you thinking to um, to chat to our mate about? Yeah, it was funny. Uh, it's just, I was going to roll into essentially the same sort of conversation that you've had from an outsider's perspective, especially in the last sort of season and a half. It was always that concept that there was a little bit of disconnect from yeah the mids and, and the forwards uh, even though obviously yourself and, and Maka there were a, a noted uh, goal kicks and it just didn't seem to happen but um, on the flip side looks like Melbourne you guys as a team really embrace the hub life and, and, and it looks like you're a really tight-knit group. I mean, you probably thought you were tight-knit anyway and internally, but from an outsider's perspective, it really looks like you've uh, come together and, and gelled really nicely, mate. And it must be nice feeling, even though you're on the sidelines and, and, and Benny Brown are on the sidelines coming back from injury, that there's going to be a very competitive edge to get um, into that forward mix at the moment. What do you think, Sammy? Yeah, no, you're not wrong. We are, we're coming back, but the, the forwards are doing... So well, we're, I, don't know, I don't know where we're, we're sitting at the moment. So, no, it's, it's awesome to see our forward line really connecting. I think that's something we've missed the last two seasons. So, yeah, to see like Tommy Mack playing some really good footy now and uh, Lukey Jackson stepping up, Bailey Fritch, all those all those guys just playing their role and just making it great to watch. Like, we, um, that's just what, what we needed, that connection. And I'm, I'm really hoping, man, Benny can fit in there somewhere and, um, and, and join in on that because it looks like a lot of fun out there. So it's good to have Benny with me in, in rehab. It's obviously disappointing that we're both injured, but to have him there is building chemistry together and um, hopefully we can fit in as, as seamlessly as possible. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And if, uh, if those mids, uh, Oliver Petrarca, can continue to give it lace out to you guys when you get back on the field, uh, it'll be a delight to be a forward. Yeah, absolutely. No, they're playing <laughs> some good footy as well. So they certainly are. Yeah, want to be on the end of that. Is the is the plan to? I mean, I know like it, things are going to change, but is the plan to with Tommy Mack? I guess does he move around the ground? I mean, what what is the plan to play the three of you at once? Is that a possibility? Is that being discussed? I guess where where is the discussion at at the moment? Um, it's hard to say really. Yeah. In preseason when we're all healthy, Tommy uh, Mack was playing on the wing a little bit yeah. uh, as well as forward, and um, Benny and I were playing up forward, so. I don't know what uh, what path they're going to take in terms of positions, but um, I'm ho- yeah, hopefully we can find a way to fit us all in and, and get that connection. I think that makes sense. Like we we actually did comment on that with um, Tommy Mack on the wing. I think that could definitely work. He's looking really good. He looks um, he looks like he's moving with a bit more freedom as well compared to yeah. compared to last year. And obviously we, we can't not talk about um, Cozzy Pickett. I mean, that that performance last week, like we frothed over that. I mean, it was, this is the thing, you don't want to kind of 
jump to conclusions, obviously, and put too much pressure on the kid, but it looks like he can handle it. I mean, it really felt like those earlier Eddie Betts days at Carlton when it was like, wow, this guy's legitimately going to be a star. It must be so exciting to play with somebody with that kind of energy. Yeah, absolutely. We Because um, watching, I was at the game on Saturday night, and yeah. every time he we went near the ball, the crowd was just building up. Like the, You could just hear him. They just want, wanted him to get it. And when he did get it, he just did something electric. It was amazing. So yeah. especially that goal, like in and out of traffic and snapping it over his head. But I think he, he knows he's built for that and he, he he's ready to do that for a long time in the future. So we're, I'm very... Very happy he's on our side, and I think he's going to be a very exciting player for a lot of years to come. Yeah, he definitely uh, he definitely got some uh, exciting players and um, and areas that are gelling well. Obviously, getting two key back in, uh, backmen in, in Steve May and Jake Lever took a little while, as expected, for them to gel. But they they look super down back, just marshalling that that back six uh, really nicely. And Ed, Ed Langdon looks like he. Um, has been at the club for eight or nine years. He, he's having a super start to the season. Uh, again, does that build um, overall encouragement uh, to really make up or make amends for what was a disappointing season last year, not making finals? Absolutely, yeah. We, I think you're seeing it now. The the back, our back six, and like especially the three keys in Lever, May, and now Tomlinson, who's who's fit in there um, really nicely. I thought. Um, yeah, they're really working together, and um, it's. I was finding it tough in preseason because they were gelling so well together. It was very difficult to play against, um, and yeah, it's great to see. And then Ed Langdon as well. Like he showed last year how good a player he is and how perfectly he executes his role on the wing. Like it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a spot he's just cemented, and he knows how to play it so well. So. Great, great to see him passing on the form from last year into this year, and um, yeah, it's, it's just it's great. It's great to see it finally connect the way we want it to, and we're just hoping we can ride this wave as as long as we can because it's um, yeah very enjoyable to watch. Absolutely, yeah. um, and just touching on on, on you uh, and where you're at at the moment, mate. You're must have been a little bit disappointed when you got that injury because from all accounts, both um, the media and obviously you and I have got a, a shared friend there. You were lighting it up on the track. You were super fit, uh, getting some really good uh, time trials and, and doing some um, very interesting training, mate. Uh, one 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 hundreds uh, before getting away with the boys or something on the athletics track. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, me and Shawnee, we're... Uh we, de- we decided to do 100 hundreds just before Christmas. Um, we're trying to make it a, a every like an annual thing, so do yeah. that before. Um, yeah, we had a little uh, weekend away with with some mates, so we thought we'd sort of uh, earn earn our time away by doing 100 hundreds. So that was that was enjoyable. But yeah, I felt really fit. Like I, I felt probably the best I've I felt before. And going into a preseason, I really wanted to get the best out of myself and prepare myself for a big year and. Oh, it was very, very upsetting and disappointing to um, to get injured when I did. But I'm, I'm really hoping that's um, yeah, it's put away now, and I'm hoping I just launch into a, a big season because uh, yeah, it's it's healing nicely, and um, I'm I'm ready to go soon. So disappointing, but um, I'm on the way back. Have you got a, a time frame? Are, are the um, the medical staff and, and yourself confident about a return to 
a training um, and getting out of rehab and then a likely return to um, not necessarily AFL, but at least playing at VFL level, uh, worst case scenario? Yeah, so my plan is next weekend I'll play a half in the VFL. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah, which is really exciting. And then I'll hopefully play a full game round one VFL against Box Hill. And then after that, I think I'll be up for selection. But um, I guess that's up to the medical staff to make that decision. But, yeah, it's all on track. It's it's actually come along quicker than I thought, which is um, exciting. Yeah, I was, oh, yeah, I thought you were still about two or three weeks away. Yeah. So that's great news that you're going to be out in the park for at least half a game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It's just, Really exciting. Um, it's credit to the the medical staff at, at Melbourne. They've done a great job with me and pushed me along and in, in a in the right way. They're not rushing me, but it's uh it's all coming along coming along smoothly and going yeah the best way it can. Fantastic, mate. Good time to slide in an audience question too. Wayne on Twitter asks, how did you have to modify your training to regain that strength? in the leg and then avoid certain activities to re-aggravate the injury. So I guess, how did you go about that? Yeah, it was, um, well, I had four weeks off legs completely okay. just to let the bone heal. Yeah. I had a little crack, a linear crack in my femur. So I had to make sure that started to heal properly. And then after four weeks, all in the, during that four-week period, I was able to do a lot of off-legs training, um, like circuits, uh, yeah. like a lot of what bikes and all that sort of stuff um, to keep it reasonably fit. And, um, and then I got a re-scan which showed the bone was really healing well so I could start running again and I've slowly built that up. And um, and it's amazing how much fitness you can lose in four weeks mm. running-wise running because, uh, yeah, I was finding that tough early. But, as uh, yeah, so these last sort of two or three weeks I've been able to build up my running again and, um, yeah, feel really confident in it. It's uh pain-free now and it's um yeah coming along nicely that's cool a bit of a two-prong question i guess for me a bit as we said at the start like the biggest thing for me with melbourne now particularly with the you know midfields and i i really look at uh clary's game but also petrarca as well for me both of them and others but both of them specifically their decision making is significantly improved so at times when they would go for that one-on-one where there was just a much higher risk play. They're going for that safer play inside 50. They're allowing for that shorter kick out wide, fat side more often than not, allow defense to assist, pull a defender away, free up a forward. And obviously with the new rules, that's you know helped as well. But do, are you? was that like a big focus in the off-season, improving that decision-making? Because it looks, you know... 20, 30% better. Like, and that's the thing. Those guys have got such great games. Adding that to their bow as well. It's just the thing. It was just, we often commented in reviewing Demons games, it's just that one little thing. If they make that adjustment, this this team's ceiling lifts significantly. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of that comes down to the work that Choco Williams has done yeah. coming into the team, uh, coming to the coaching staff. He, he's, focused, he's basically our kicking coach. So he's, always putting us under the, the game-like pressure yeah. with well, he screams all the time because he's just mad for footy. So he's, uh, yeah, he's making sure we're under the, under pressure and always trying to stay calm when, when things do get hot and we're, um, we're under the pump with, with pressure around us. So yeah. a lot of that 
has to come back to him because he's doing so much work with us and he really wants to make us all great kicks and and um, good decision makers. So, yeah, they've done a lot of work with the midfielders, especially Clayton and, and um, Petrarca. Uh, and, they're yeah, they're showing it on field. It's starting to come out in our games and we're really like – it's not perfect right now, but we're hoping we can um, keep building that and hopefully – get a lot more, a lot better connection going forward and, yeah, hopefully it holds up later in the year. Because so much of football's perception, like I think last night there was a number of times, and I mean like they were obviously very unlucky Collingwood to lose the game in some respects, but, you know, there were a few times where, you know, Mason Cox or even I saw a moment with Taylor Adams, it's so hard, but like there was a few moments where they just had a little bit more time than they thought they had and so much of it I think for you guys must be about learning, you know, pressure and, and just general awareness of the ground. It's not just about where you're going to kick it to and, and the next set play and, you know, where would be the best case scenario for the team. It's also about, well, hang on, like he's at least four or five metres. I've got the pace for this or so much of it's about that. And then adding that, you know, to you guys who are still, people forget, like still a young side. Um, I think that's going to be, you know, a huge improvement. And I guess the other side of the question too, how, how Broader question, but how do you? I know you haven't played AFL level yet with the rules, but how do you feel with the changes? Because for us, like the game looks better, and it. I think you were saying off air before we started, you've watched a stack of footy. How, how do you feel about the rules so far? Yeah, yeah I, I've been really enjoying watching the games um, this first few weeks. I feel like it's just opened it up a little bit more. Yeah, and it's a bit more enjoyable to watch. Like in, in pre-season, it's, it was awfully frustrating. Uh, adapting to the new rule, like standing there, not being able to move and just seeing you, the man run past you. Was, uh, it was frustrating at times, but once once we get used to it, it's fine and it makes for a lot more enjoyable game to watch. Uh, I think fans are starting to enjoy the ball flowing a bit more. I think there's a lot more goals being kicked and yeah. as, as a forward, I'm, I'm loving that because it's uh, like it's good to see uh, key forwards kicking kicking goals again and like text kicking back-to-back bags of five and, uh, and six and it's just it's just good to watch and um i think as as tough it was to adapt early i think it's uh yeah a good change so i just a continuation what about the um the lower number of interchange rotations uh you're finding that the the guys are a little bit more gas and i know afl players uh, it's a lot about recovery uh, as opposed to training once the season starts. But it, it, the, the guys having to ramp up the recovery post-match and that first day or two after a little bit more just with the uh, less number of rotations per game or is it about the same? Uh, there's a little bit more. Um, obviously, we've got yeah, Darren Burgess is well on top of that with the changes only being 75 now. They're, the players are pretty gassed after the game or, or went into the rooms after and... Everyone was pretty cooked by the end because the yeah the lack of rotations really takes it out of everyone, especially with the longer quarters this year yeah. compared to last year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there is a higher emphasis on recovery, and um, I'm sure when I go go back out there, I'll I'll be pretty gassed after after um, yeah coming back to the longer quarters and the less rotations because I'm not exactly an endurance athlete like yourself, Mike. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'll find it pretty tough early. But, um, no, the players are starting to adapt to it, which is good. Yeah. Awesome. With, with that, I hadn't thought of this question, but 
Were the players, I guess, so you guys obviously had to take a pay cut last year and then now there's all the renegotiations and all that kind of stuff. In the off-season, were the players consulted around preference of quarters and, you know, the new rules and stuff? Because I know surveys do go out to players. Was this something that you guys were consulted around? Yeah, there, there was a survey at the end of last season, sort of like a review process to see yeah. if things were to go back to normal or not normal, but things to get back on track um, with the COVID situation that we can go back to regular quarters, and I think everyone was for that. Okay. They wanted they want to see the game back to normal, and um, yeah, we sort of, so we had a, a chance to make our voice heard, and um, yeah, it all went all went back to normal, which is good. Yeah, personally, my preference is longer quarters, and, and um, yeah, it's just we just have to wait and see if everything if anything does change with, with COVID, and if we might have to shorten the quarters again, then that'll play out. But um, yeah, at the moment, it's. It's all fine, and yeah, the players are all for it. Where so? Where do you think for Melbourne now? Like, I think this year the teams, you know, you've got a big chance here to really to really push it. Does it feel Does it feel complete to you? Does it feel like this side? I know internally you're going to be obviously positive, but does it Does it really feel like something's happening here? It looks really good so far. I mean, two. I know it's only the two games, but it does feel like something's brewing. Yeah, we yeah we obviously don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves because no. yeah you're right it is two only two games in, but we do feel like it's positive. It's uh, it's obviously great to start the season two and zero, and we want to try and keep riding the wave. I guess it's uh, we, we made a, a few significant changes and we feel like it's coming off so far. And we yeah we need to keep riding that positive positive energy. And I feel like we've got players really playing the way they want to play, and we're really connecting as a group. So yeah, it's a uh, we, yeah, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but we're really enjoying it. Hey, mate, I just just noticed in the background there is that uh, is that your program uh, that you've got written up so, to keep oh, it? Oh yeah, is that, is that secret secret source there? That we're not yeah. saying. Yeah, no, no, that's that's uh, my because uh, I'm in my in my garage at the moment. My girlfriend's just on night shift, so she's asleep inside. Um, so I'm out the back, but yeah, this is uh, that's my little uh, pre-season, in-season weights and weights program and all. All that sort of stuff. So, and have you still, yeah, got, and have you still got the weights from uh, from lockdown, mate? Did, or did you have to return them? No, no. I've all, I had to return them back to the club, unfortunately. I, I tried to, yeah. <laughs> I, I, decked, I, I decked out the gym with, uh, I decked out the garage with pretty much a home gym. So, I had to return a little bit of that, which was upsetting. But yeah, I'll, I'll slowly build it up over time again. Nice. That's hilarious. Um, Simon Goodwin. I guess there is a bit of you know external discussion around where he's at and and you know how he's going to perform this year and if you do miss finals which I don't think will happen but if you did there's obviously going to be that pressure how's the does the group care I guess that's the thing like do you guys think about that at all is it a factor does it do you does it ever get really discussed or you just get on with it no not really we're we're pretty oh we we love Goody and the way he goes about it he's very he's very good with with the players and building relationships, and he's uh, he's someone we can always go to. So we, we're backing him in a hundred percent, and yeah, we're really confident with what he's doing with the group and and how he um, yeah how he interacts with us. So we don't really think about that too much at all, really. Yeah. It's uh, it's all media speculation, yeah. and we will let them talk about it. But it's uh, yeah, it's, in terms of us as a playing group, we're we're very happy with with him and what what he does. It's, it's awesome. And is, uh, is it Cody or is there someone else in the club um, that sort of helps manage you guys? As you said, it's a lot of it's media, media beat up and it, 
every player is only one bad game away from from a headlines like we saw with uh, Grundy. Uh, so have you got a, a, a person or a group within the club that helps manage those external noises so that you realise it's not necessarily what's going on based on the media, it's it's what's going on in the club and, and, and in a way that you can remain positive? Is that Has that become something, especially with all the, the mental health issues that, that are coming out, not just in sport but in society? Yeah, we've... We have a club club psychologist that helps us a lot with uh, the mental side of things and um, and stuff away from the game uh, that, that might become challenging, especially like personal form and and media the media stuff if it's not on our side. But it's really on us. Like personally, we, we we just have to listen to the people inside the club. They're they're the only people that matter. Um, the coaches and and the players. That's uh that's what we've had a heavy focus on and. Um, Goody always um, always preaches that that it's the it's the coaches that matter and and the players and that's all you should be listening to the outside noise really doesn't matter there it's uh yeah it's all about inside the club so we do have a lot of people to, to help manage that um, but yeah it's it's uh something we try not to worry about too much and in connection to that a while ago you made the decision to stay off social media and I think you've, you've spoken publicly before about how it was impacting your game a bit. Now that you've been offered for a while, it must feel quite refreshing. Like how, how, how do you feel off it? Is that, do you miss it at all? Is it, is it not something that bothers you at all? No, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a great change. I feel <laughs> like obviously it was pretty tough during that stage because it, it, was, it was a pretty toxic place, social media. Yeah. And uh, I do, I do miss it. Like some of the interactions, like I'll, I liked interacting with supporters who were positive, um, but yeah, that like it was it was awesome because uh, yeah, it, it, it is a great place to sort of represent yourself and and communicate with um, supporters. But I'm I'm honestly really happy that I'm off it. It's uh it's it is quite refreshing and you sort of look at look at things in a different way and um like I obviously encourage a lot because a lot of the a lot of the social media stuff. That, athletes and players do is fantastic and it's that that's the sort of thing I miss but um no it, it is nice to be off it yeah because some of the abuse that players cops insane like there was that story recently about Travis Cloak has come out recently and said that you know he's someone found out his address and his car was like vandalized and like he had to move like it was that full-on like some of the stuff that goes on and there was that bloke at the um at the football last night that was like trying to climb the fence like it just it is very um, sad the kind of stuff that that goes on. I mean, it must be. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I know it's kind of funny because, like, obviously players think, well, social media, like, I can use it to, you know, for sponsors and you know, trying to kind of, you know, push your brand and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, like, if you're copying abuse and it's impacting your game and your life, I, it's not worth it. I, I would thought. Yeah, like, and that's the that's the, the toxic side of it, like. Fans are so passionate about the game, which we love, but it can um, can really affect us as uh, as people, not just as players. So, I think that that's what I found with me. Like I was coming off after games, and my phone would just be flooded with messages. Save, I played a stinker, which I played a few of them early in my career. Um, they they yeah they, they come at you pretty hard, and it's uh it's obviously like you can avoid the comments, but it's more so that the direct messages that really affect you because they're actually going out of their way to, to get to you. And 
and that I find that I found that tough personally, and I think a lot of players do. Uh, but um, yeah, as I said before, just managing that with with your club psyche and the people that you care about, the people that matter, is really important. And um, I feel like we're we're tracking in the right direction in making that a high priority within the club and, and within the AFL community. Quite refreshing. Uh, obviously, your generation grew up and, and social media plays such a big thing um, just on a, a social social level. So I, I, I commend you for, for having the, the guts and the balls to make that call for your own personal uh, protection and benefit to say no to social media when it'd be so easy just to stay on it um, based on... Uh, at your age and obviously being uh, a fairly high-profile uh, footballer, there, there would be a little bit of an expectation um, from the outside world for you to be on social media, as Trent uh, alluded to, uh, to build your personal brand um, uh, and potentially uh, get sponsorship and stuff that can help post-career and whatnot. So uh, good on you for uh, making a stand that you're – your mental health and your personal well-being was much higher priority than um, going on there. Obviously, some other players and, and just just fans and, and people in, in general realise that while social media is there to be enjoyed, if, it, if it's having a negative effect on you, you can just switch it off and that's the easiest way to, to get rid of the, that negative side of um, what is social media occasionally. Well, the, Thanks, the, the benefit, I guess, for you know what you've done too, and I hope, Maybe, you know, what, what you did in, from a leadership perspective has helped the AFL think, well, we've got to take this a bit more seriously because things have really changed legally too. Like if somebody was to message you four or five years ago at this time, in, in, you know, as you were starting out, probably not much consequence for that person. Whereas, you know, Nick Vloston had a, a death threat sent to him on Instagram and that person was prosecuted. So this is the thing. It's actually now changed where you can't really do that you can't really go out and abuse people like that. It's going to come up legally and they can find you pretty easily. So it seems like the AFL's taken that a lot more seriously. Yeah, definitely. It's a lot of high priority on that on that sort of stuff because at the end of the day, we're, we're just normal people and yeah. we're obviously playing a, an Australia-wide game and we're, yeah, we're, we're open for the whole public to see. But it's, uh, yeah, it's quite disappointing to see those, those comments and have Nick go through go through that and have to deal with those those messages and I'm glad the AFL action with that and it's uh, we're starting to see a change that is uh yeah it's for the better and um, creating a yeah more positive side of, of social media. That's it. It's got to be a safe place for you players. Uh, it is your job. It's a career, as you said. It just happens to be in the spotlight nation, uh, nationally and uh, more and more internationally. So. Yeah, kudos to the AFL for really stepping in and, and making a stand against it. It's, it's just it's unacceptable. It wouldn't be accepted in any other workplace, so why should it be at uh, elite sport? Yeah, well, that was that, there was that story the ABC did. I can't remember what program it was on, but they did like a sketch of like, you know, people sitting in, in you know, petitions in an office and there was like a whole bunch of hecklers like heavily abusing them and it was essentially, you know, pointing out that just because these guys are playing sport doesn't give you the right to abuse them and it's not existing in other workplaces. Like it's it's still their workplace. Like I'm not sure people quite grasp that. Um, I've got another audience question. This is a bit, bit of a tongue-in-cheek one, of course. If the Demons win the flag, will you change your last name to Weed Demon? Would you consider... Weed Demon. Weed Demon, essentially. Weed Demon. <laughs> Would you consider that? Yeah, I'll... No, no, actually, probably, maybe for a night. I'll just, uh, okay. I don't know. But one of, my, one of my mates, actually, when I got drafted, that was the 
he's a aspiring journalist. He he made that that headline wee demon. So yeah, very uh, that's very funny. But um, yeah, maybe for a night if uh, if we get up, I'll just. Yeah, I'll make it public. I've changed it to We Demons tonight. Well, it's a bit more than a premiership tattoo. It's like a little bit more impactful yeah. long term. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to change your driver's no, license, right. your bills, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah I maybe that... I might ju- jump back on socials. I'll just change the name on there. For a yeah, bit. well, maybe set up a ghost account. We just at We Demon and then just, just yeah, sort of yeah. like float around as a ghost and just talk to fans. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> You'd just be happy with the flag, wouldn't you? Wouldn't care. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd be pumped. <laughs> call you whatever amazing. you want. Yeah, yeah. You can call me whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. All right, we'll get let you get back to it. Mr. Smith's also got to present a, a novelty check in in a matter of novelty minutes. Check, yeah. As well. Um, why don't we let's try and catch up later in the year as as the year goes on? That'd be great. Um, it's amazing news to hear that. In the frame, of course, to play very soon. That's great. We thought it was probably a little bit further away, so that's really good news for Demons fans. And thanks again for your time. We'd love to chat to you throughout the year, and and all the best. It's um, great to hear you doing so well. Thank you, guys. Yeah, love coming on. Happy to come on later in the year and talk a bit more. But yeah, really appreciate it. Awesome, man. Excellent, Sam. All the best with um, yeah the continuing uh, training and get back on the field. Have a great Easter and look forward to seeing you run out um, in the. Yellow, uh, yellow the, the blue and red. Um, He's yeah, been traded. Yeah, talking about the enemy, race. mate. <laughs> well, if you go to Richmond, you oh, might get a flag. Uh, thanks, guys. All right. Yeah, ugly uh, <laughs> their time's over in town time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome, mate. All right, all the best with it. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you on the park soon. See you, mate. Awesome. Thanks, thanks guys. Have a good Easter. Cheers, bud. Bye. See ya. See ya.